And now, let's get back to your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews, and live sessions. On Radio Nova. Put it to the test, so took a trip down to meet the anarchist party. I met a groovy guy, he was hardy party. Said, I know a little laughing and a kiss and a kite. Said, I don't know what it means, he said, neither do I. Eat natural food, bait twice daily. Fill your nostrils up with gravy. Don't drink tea and don't drink coffee. Cover your chin in Yorkshire toffee. Dancing in the disco, bumper to bumper. Wait a minute, where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Me Dancing at the disco, bump out to bump out. Wait a minute, where's me jumper? 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 Oh no. Dancing at the disco. Go, go, go. Dancing at the disco Oh no, oh no, oh no Dancing at the disco Go, go, go Dancing at the disco Oh no, oh no It's alright to say things can only get better You have lost your brand new sweater I know I had it on when I had my tea And I'm sure I had it on in the laboratory Oh no Dancing at the disco Go, go, go Dancing in the disco Oh no, oh no Dancing in the disco Bumper to bumper Wait a minute Where's me jumper? 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 It's alright to say things can only get better You have lost your brand new sweater Pure new wool and perfect stitches Not the type of jumper that makes you itches Oh no Dancing in the disco Go, go, go Dancing in the disco Oh no, oh no And my mother would be so, so angry And my brother would be so, so angry And my girlfriend would be so, so angry And my dog would be so, so angry Cause I was dancing at the disco bump out to Wait a minute, where's me jumper? 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 Oh no. That is the 90s and the Where's the Jumper from Sultans of Ping on Radio Nova. And joining me now backstage is Morty McCarthy of Sultans of Ping. Morty, thanks so much for joining me today. Now, Ireland has, of course, given birth to some phenomenal talent. You know, leading the way were the likes of Horse Lips and Thin Lizzy. Uh, you have the likes of the Undertones, Stiff Little Fingers. You too continue to trail that blaze. And then throughout the 90s, there is a smorgasbord of great acts like Something Happens, Emotional Fish. And you guys, the Sultans of Ping... I know there was a great scene happening in Dublin. I've spoken to various different people like Chrissy Dignam of Aslan, Paul Cleary of The Blades, who gushed about that time of the late 80s uh, and throughout the 90s, particularly in Dublin. But having formed the band a little further away in the People's Republic of Cork, you know, what was it for you about this time that you think helped 
give birth to this whole surgence of creativity. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because I thought about... Um if you think about, I don't know if you saw the lineup for Cock Rock in 1991. It was an RTE show. Okay. Um, and they had 16 groups. And 11 of the 16 that played were signed afterwards. It's incredible. Wow, that just does not happen anymore. Uh, I mean, so you had Therapy played, Cranberries played, Woodbees played, Power of Dreams, Frank and Walter, Sultan's of Ping, Injun Alley, Toasted Heretic. Oh my God. Um, yeah, all over four nights. It was incredible. I know all of those bands. That, that, that's such... Oh God, what an amazing creative time that must have been. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you have to think this is pre-internet. Um, I think Ireland suffered probably a little bit after U2. You know, a lot of bands tried to sound like U2. Mm. Um, so probably till the mid-80s, nothing really happened. But then you had, you know, lots of good groups like Blue and Heaven, The Blades, The Gorehounds, Golden Heart, really good live bands touring around the country. Mm. Um, but all from Dublin um, but suddenly I don't know why loads of bands from different parts of Ireland just with, who, they didn't have any sound in common mm. but they, something just clicked I mean you know we didn't sound anything like the Cranberries and we didn't sound anything like Therapy but it just kind of all came together at the same time and I think John Peel in the UK was very important he, he picked mm. up on a lot of the new Irish acts Oh, he was such an absolute legend in terms of breaking so many bands, and he did the same for the Undertones. That was, of course, that record was his number one. Of, was it his number one actually? The, the Undertones number one, single, his yeah. number one of all time. Yeah, it was. the thing is, you know, we didn't um, Ireland at the time. We didn't really have bands that were making it on the independent music scene in, in the UK. Mm. Uh, it just wasn't happening. We had bands that were trying to go mainstream, and it just you know you kind of had to get in to the independent charts and then break out that way and he really championed a lot of like Stump for example I don't know if you remember them maybe for your time I'm going um, mm. but late, <laughs> late 80s he gave a lot of Irish bands radio sessions and I mean that was a really big deal I mean in Ireland obviously Dave Fanning was the most important person you know who you know if you got a Fanning session I mean that was it you You're know made. as far as a band you had succeeded you didn't have to do anything else you know for the rest of your life you, you'd had a Fanning session but um yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I really can't explain why suddenly around 91, there was just a complete explosion of bands and all sounding, you know, as I say, really different and ready to cross the channel and actually played to people who were interested in seeing Irish bands, which was great. Yeah, it was such, I guess on both sides in terms of the creativity and in terms of what, you know, the people wanted as well. And I guess, it, you know, it didn't hurt the fact that Niall was quite a, a flamboyant character, let me just say. And then even just looking at the names that you put to things like your debut album, Casual Sex in the Cineplex, second album, Teenage Drug. Then there was the, the cover artwork for um, Good Year for Trouble. So it seemed like it was a little bit of a kind of a stirring up the controversial kind of side of things. Was that all part of the thought process? <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, to be honest, it was completely not. Niall actually did have casual sex in the cock. The cinema in cock was known as the Cineplex. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, there is truth to it, so... Yeah, oh. so, so there, there's actually a lot of truth in a lot of those lyrics. Like, where's my jumper? Is actually about him losing a jumper in Sir Henry's. <laughs> it wasn't Sir Henry's. I read somewhere it was about some club in Nottingham. So it wasn't Sir Henry's in Cork, yeah? No, 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 no. It was long before Nottingham. I mean, it was it was Sir yeah. Henry's that was written about, you know, because Sir Henry's, you know, was such a big club that you always put your jackets and coats down and you couldn't find them afterwards. <laughs> Just a big pile, you know. So that's where that, that song was written about. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Are you surprised that that, you know, it's a 1990s anthem, really, that one. And obviously it's been, it was chosen as a theme song to uh, the Sky One series, Moon Boy. Are you surprised to see that track just resurface time and time again? Yeah, it's funny, you know, because, I mean, obviously when you release a record, you have no control over what future generations will think of the record. You know, some tracks are forgotten, you know, they're popular at the time and then you never hear them again. But yeah. whereas my jumper kind of has grown arms and legs. If you want, yeah. The, the jumper didn't unravel anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he never got it back, did he? No, no, he never got a jumper back yet. No, but I mean, it's, you know, it's it's fascinating. For me, when we do shows now, you know, you have 17, 18-year-old kids turning up saying, oh, this is my first time ever seeing you play. They weren't even alive when Where's My Jumper was released for the that's first time. That's incredible. Wow, it's just reaching out to so many. I read as well that... Um, uh, you can also count Florence Welch and Lily Allen amongst your fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lily Allen, you know, before she was famous, used to send us messages, you know, could be put her on the guest list and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Florence, I remember from, you know, back in the day, you know, she was a big fan, you know, so it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, and then you obviously, they, they went on to bigger and brighter things after all. Amazing. After the, big, the big fans. Niall, I believe, is, uh, he leads a somewhat different and more, less chaotic lifestyle now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, Niall's a history professor now for his, for his sins in London, so um, <laughs> a bit of a difference than, than back in the day with the thing, that's for sure. Polar opposite. So, yeah, he mentioned before, I believe, that there was going to be another single for Sultans. Niall says a lot of these things. He does have a lot of tracks written, you know, but whether they, they'll ever see the light of day, um, who knows. Okay, we'll just get Lily Allen to keep sending him messages in, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll come back with something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Morty McCarthy of Sultans of Ping, thank you so much for joining me on the line all the way over from Sweden. Thank you very much, Ned. Okay, bye. Backstage on Radio Nova Live Room. So it's a bit of an Irish focus on backstage this week in lead up to St. Patrick's Day. So I'm going to play for you a live track from a band who have trailed a blaze forward for so many Irish bands. It is, of course, U2. Here is the band's most frequently performed song. Uh, they've played it over 800 times now. This one's been played at every concert of the Joshua Tree, Pop Mart Tour and the Songs of Innocence Experience Tour. It's taken from their war tour, actually. And here is it as performed at Red Rocks Amphitheatre in Colorado on the 5th of June 1983. From you two, this is I Will Follow on Nova.
On Radio Nova. Yet to come on the show, Conor McCaffrey of The Star will be dropping by to help you out with your gig picks. The boxes he'll be ticking will be something soulful, something heavy and something Irish. Speaking of Irish, it is time to continue our celebration of Irish music and in particular, Irish inspirational women in music. Ruth Mejbur has photographed nearly every live act that has come through touring in Ireland in the last 12 years. She's cut her teeth in Hot Press magazine and has since gone on to be commissioned by Enemy, Rolling Stone, Metal Hammer. She's got a wonderful exhibition running at the moment. And to tell us now about the exhibition and the inspirational ladies in music. Hey Ruth, thanks for joining me backstage. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Delighted to finally get you in. Oh, cool. I didn't know I was so sought after. Oh, absolutely. As always. Congratulations on your beautiful exhibition. Women of Notes, Manon and OT, hanging out up in 34 on Lennox Street. And the photographs that I've seen just look absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, there's the the obvious inspiration, which is incredible women in Irish music. But what was the the whole overall, I guess, influence um, that instilled you to, to create this whole thing? Really, it was about a year ago. It's taken me a year to actually do this project to get, you know, to to get off the ground and do it. But a year ago, it was International Women's Day and I was booked to go photograph a band. I was sitting in the car park waiting for the band to turn up. I was shooting for NME, um, an international publication, and I was listening to the radio and one of the radio DJs had made a point that um, festival lineups, there wasn't that many women you know, on on the bill, there's not that many women musicians at a professional level. Mm. And it kind of got me thinking, counting in my head, out of all the jobs that national and international press have sent me on, only about five or 10% of those were female. And, you know, I was on my way to shoot a band that had a bunch of lads in it. And that's kind of what I was surrounded with, just boys, you know. And that, I realised that, it was just how they were represented. It's really unfairly represented because I know from working in this industry for, you know, 12, 15 years that there is women, there is really amazing kick-ass women at that level who are producing that amazing music, but they just might not be getting the limelight that the boys get. And I didn't know why, because the majority of the editors that are sending me to do these jobs are female. So there's wow. some, there was just, you know, some... Complete imbalance of representation. Imbalance. Yeah. So I thought, well, listen, 
if I'm not getting booked to do jobs, why don't I just do it? Why don't I just do a project of my my own gumption and just go out there and shoot these women and, you know, call it an art project if you want, but I really want to get press. I really want to get the women out there and get them recognised and get getting them noticed. So that's it. The whole project is just about visibility, about highlighting and celebrating the amount, the fierce amount of women that we have in this industry that are doing as well a job or, you know, definitely on par to the boys. Yeah. Congratulations. It's such a brilliant idea to bring it into the actual focus. I mean, you know, looking at the Choice Music Prize lineup, you know, phenomenal bands. And I'm just so thrilled that Soak, the bride, you got to pick up the award. And you took this phenomenal picture of her that features in the uh, Manon and OT exhibition. She looks brilliant. <laughs> yeah, she is brilliant. She is brilliant. And it was amazing. I was saying to Eamon Carr earlier on, who's played with the horse lips and, you know, works for the Independent, what an amazing it was to see. Just It was just a real amazing, um, I don't know, incredible vision in terms of watching Adam Clayton pass over the award to soak the bridging the visual bridging of those different generations and those two different genres and how music still continues to inspire and just provoke yeah. and it's just amazing to see how well music is doing these days like yeah and how women are doing as well I mean because even at the Choice Awards when you're seeing who was on that stage I mean May Kay was rocking it out yeah. and Neve from Ham Sandwich was up there and Sinead White was singing with Dahi we really had some really powerful women on that stage and you know even at Rose Sheen Murphy was nominated. There's lots of nominations. Yeah, she was just, there as well. She was there. Yeah, yeah. what an amazing lady. I know. Yeah. See, Ireland's full of amazing musicians, female yeah. musicians. So let's see more of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was there actually at uh, Family in Wheelands recently and I can see that it wasn't necessarily an easy job for the photographers because the crowd went absolutely berserk. Obviously Family are an amazing band and afterwards I heard Leah saying, you yeah. know, Ireland is up there with, with, you know, best place to play in front of. But, you know, there was such a, a push on the crowd that it was knocking the stuff forward and, and I could see the photographers in the midst of it trying to hold their cameras up high. Um, so it's not exactly the, the easiest or safest kind of role yeah. at times. I believe you've sustained some injuries along the way I've broken loads of bones and loads of I've gotten bloody noses and black eyes and it's not an easy job most of the black eyes I've gotten two black eyes in my career but that's only from other photographers in the pit because again I'm so short I'm five foot two that most photographers would be men and will be taller than I am and when they get really excited in the photo pit because a lot of the time it's their first photo pit and I'm you know I'm I kind of know what's going to happen so when Damon Albarn comes out into the middle of the crowd I know what he's doing I'm going to take a step back because I know exactly and I know what shot I want but some guys get really excited and then their elbows come out and they knock you in the eye and you're like ah but you just get Ouch. on with it and I was shooting the Guinness Amplified tour last year and it was really they're, they're like 50 people venues like they're not really venues and you put Rudimental in there and Rudimental are massive bands mm. and there's loads of them on stage and one of the, and Locksmith is a huge big guy and he misjudged where the stage ended and where the photographer's pit began Ooh. and he came crashing down on top of me oh no and I was just dazed and like completely hadn't got a clue what was going on but because I was the only photographer and I was there on a on a very tight deadline I had one song to shoot the band and get the images to press I just had to keep going and put tissue up my nose and keep going Are you serious? Yeah you have to that's no one insane. else is going to do the job if you yeah. if you fall down and stay down no one's going to do it for you Yeah you just have to keep going Yeah. And what did Slash do to you? Oh Slash smacked me in the face with his guitar <laughs> 
<laughs> I forgot about that. That was uh, <laughs> he was playing. Was it Velvet Revolver? Was that oh, his yeah, band yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Ambassador? And he does this big like swooping motion sometimes. And I'm pretty sure he can't see where he is anyway because of the hat and the hair. Yeah, yeah. And he smacked me in the guitar. Uh, smacked me in the side of the face. Well, he apologized, and loads of people. Uh, yeah, did he, did he come down? He was sorry. Or really? He was just he was kind of mouthing it to me. He was like, "Sorry." <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, dude." And I, I was really young at that stage, but that was that was funny. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's a it's a mad job, really, because yeah. you are in the thick of it with people and you know especially touring sometimes as well and it's not nice <laughs> it's not it's not pretty it's a bit gross and it's not like the most stereotypically girly jobs but it is mega fun and I am trying to encourage loads of girls to take it up as a job because although it's mm. boisterous it's not just for boys yeah. yeah, nice, nicely put there, Ruth. Thank you, but Ruth Matchbur. I think you're amazing. Oh, so thank you I so much. I think you're amazing. I think I, I love what you do. You do a really great job, and oh. I love listening to you all the time in the cabs and driving home from work. And I'm like, I'm tuning into Sinead and listen to your tunes. Are you touching my heart? Thanks very much, little sweetheart. No, I'm a big fan of your work. Thank you so much for dropping in. Thanks, Sinead. It's and been best my pleasure. Luck. Oh, best luck with your career and the exhibition. Thanks. And you can check out Ruth's exhibition at the Cafe Thirty Four on Lennox Street in Portobello. For more information on this remarkable and wonderfully skilled photographer, check out her website, ruthlessimagery.com. Now it's time for this. Backstage. Entertainment update. And to help you out with some gig picks for the coming week is Conor McCaffrey of the Star. Hi, how's it going? Not too bad, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Now you've got a bit of a mix now. Uh, so we've got some heavy stuff, we've got some Irish stuff and we're going to kick off with someone who's playing this weekend. Yes, some good old-fashioned <laughs> soulful rock and roll with two gigs from Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats at the Olympia. And definite bonus point there for that <laughs> name, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, quality. Uh, yeah, a few years ago he was just this kind of earnest country rocker, but he's just got himself a soul band and turned himself into almost like a rock and roll preacher, taking a few cues from, you know, Chuck Berry, Van Morrison, or even Bruce Springsteen when he's on a massive roll. And tonight's sold out, like, but you can still get tickets for tomorrow. And yeah, you're, you're still may you on, see us in the line, lads. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. Me and my mag on. We want to get in as well. Moving on to something, again, a little bit different. Yeah, probably the heaviest band we've mentioned in a long time. <laughs> Cradle of Filth are playing Dublin's Academy tomorrow night. It's hard to imagine, like, they've been on the go for 25 years. Wow. They, they started off as this pure black metal band. Now they're a little bit more gothic with a bit, you know, a bit like symphonic as well. Right. Still, though, it's all about massive blast beats and Danny Filth screaming, though, as well. And you will get to see the finest collection of blasphemous t shirts on display <laughs> at the merch stall. Ticking all the boxes there, that one is, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? And it is coming up to Paddy's Day, so yeah, go on. Yeah, we can bang on all we want about metal and indie gigs, yeah. but come Paddy's Day, most of us want just a big session, a big kind of comfort blanket. Absolutely, people love it, yeah. Well, uh, Paddy's Music Fest at the Tivoli has a bit of a hoolie from Kayla Raglan's Heroes in Hiding, Fallen Lights and Paddy Casey as well. Mm. And that one's on from 2pm to late, so make sure you get a bit of a good sleep the night before. That's an early start. <laughs> Actually, I'm probably going to have to do the same thing because I'm DJing in the Mercantile from 3 until 9. Oh, nice plug there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice <laughs> <laughs> shameless, shameless. Shameless plug. <laughs> Why not? You know, it's a good time though on Paddy's Day, three to nine. Yeah, it's just the, the parade you know, finishes three, and then it just kicks off from then. So not quite. You know, some of it's really late. Once you get to around twelve o'clock, ah, sure. everyone's done. Game over. Then, yeah. Game over. Listen, I'll let you go and get started, maybe, and all the shenanigans. So, Conrad Caffrey, thanks for popping in. Okay, have a good weekend. 
next Saturday on Backstage. I'll have more chats with the artists whom you love, plus great music news and gig tips. I'll speak to you on Monday evening at 7. And for your Saturday evening's listening pleasure, Peter Devlin has two hours of fine, fine music lined up for you. Some of the tracks on the Saturday soundtrack will be from the likes of Belly, Richard Hawley and Led Zeppelin. Time now for the Radio Nova News Update at 7. Have a great weekend.